gosh, I can't believe we're really doing this. We're in the Tesla studio. Tesla studio. Carrie, this was like just like a not even real dream three or four days ago. Two yeah. And here we are in your Tesla studio. We have a legit studio in the Tessie. This is so wild. I wonder if we could get Elon on here. Absolutely. I feel like if you can dream it, you can achieve it. Let's get Let's it. Let's put it into the universe. Elon. Welcome. Welcome. <laughs> Come on, Elon. <laughs> um, okay, so we're going to start, I guess, with an outline every yeah. time, but we need to say who we are. Okay. Well, let's talk about how we, let's just talk about how we met. Yeah. That's kind of a nice story. And I have to, like, legit remember. So, Brooke, you were dating Chad. I was dating Chad, yeah. Chris and Chad were friends forever. Mm-hmm. And... I was like, I want to meet Chad's new girl. We didn't even really hang out with Chad. But it's because Chad and I were like super secret daters for a full year. And like up at the lake. Yeah. We didn't talk to any of his friends or any of my friends. And then like a year into it, he was like, okay, you've passed the test. You can meet my friends now. (laughs) I remember I invited you to my wedding. Yes. And you got, I think that was like your first, like you said that was the first thing that you got. That was like your name. Like yours and his name Whoa, on it together. I remember that. Right? Yes. Didn't you tell me that? Yeah, I did. And I remember you inviting me and thinking, oh my gosh, I'm like, I'm, in, I'm in his like circle. This is so cool. We're You're like for real girlfriend, boyfriend. Yeah. Um, but you guys didn't come. No, I think, well, you know, his, Chad's world, he was racing, I'm sure. It was like yeah. a summer wedding, right? Yeah. 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 And, um, and I didn't, I didn't, I couldn't go alone couldn't yet. Go alone. I still wasn't brave enough to go alone. No. I didn't know you. If I knew you like I knew you now, my goodness, I'd be like, can I be in the wedding party? Speaking of, that's kind of how we like we, elevated we, our friendship. Yeah. So we just became fast friends. I think we yeah. were just like destined soulmates. It was literally like a year later that Chad and I got engaged. Every, and then I was yeah. like, Carrie Tucker, I know we just met, but I feel, <laughs> I feel like we're connected. Will you be my bridesmaid? And you were one of two, as you and my sister. And we are just on the same like trajectory. Yeah, everything was like a year apart. You guys got. I was pregnant, so sick at yes. your wedding. I could hardly function. I was. Oh my gosh, I remember first you were such a trimester. Trooper, I remember like literally throwing up in the kitchen like right before we walked out the you door. The you were like, get you in the did. car. I, was, like, I'm trying. I think I told you I was like checking to turn the lights off because I was like too embarrassed to say. Yeah. But you guys had a beautiful wedding in Telluride. It was like, it's like breathtaking. I felt so bad for you though, because it's not just that you were full on like first trimester, heavy duty morning sickness. The altitude there altitude. is- I had never had it's that. It's like, it's rough. I remember Everybody calling. gets sick for the, like within the first three days, you get sick for a full day and then you move on and usually, but then on. you had morning sickness. So yours never really moved on. I ate like the whole trip. It was like the only thing that was keeping me going. <laughs> and then we had Jimmy's party after. Yeah. Dude, and that was, was such like, a great weekend. That was such a good weekend. And I remember everyone was just drinking. Like, the yeah. whole time, I, I was the only person that was pregnant at your <laughs> wedding and at Jimmy's. Was that his 40th? It was. So, yeah. So, we so for the listeners, we had the wedding in Telluride, Colorado. You were my bridesmaid. It was a fantastic night. It was, it was so beautiful. I mean, your that could be, like, just a like, podcast on its own. It was wild that night. Remember, the, like, the disco, not the disco, but the oh rave gosh, that was like, happening yeah. next to our wedding party? And then we joined. Yeah, and, and the ravers crashed had... the wedding. Dude. Yeah. And then the next day, we all get up. We all hop on planes. And we jet over to Aspen for Jimmy's 40th. Yeah, yeah it was his 40th birthday. Yeah. 
And I was sick that night too. You were sick. You had I like had just, emotional sickness. I was emotionally done. I was like this wedding. You know, after your wedding, you get that like sadness, I think. Yeah. Everything's like a build up. It's just so much energy. And the next day you need to like reboot a little bit. But so we both, did you miss that party? Cause I missed it. I went to but Jimmy. No, you you, I told you to stay home. Remember, I, I was like, Brooke, stay in the room. <sighs> you stayed in the room. I went everyone. It was beautiful. It was at, uh, I can't think of the name of the really <laughs> nice restaurant. Mm-hmm. It was that. But I remember going and asking for a second plate of food. It was like a prepped dinner. <laughs> this is you the know? perfect, yes. yes. The perfect um, opportunity to be fully pregnant. Segway. Yeah. I was like, I, I know that everyone is drinking mm-hmm. their, like, money's worth here and I'm not so I would like another plate of risotto and I will buy it I don't care it was mushroom risotto oh it sounds so good right now and it's 10 a.m in the morning I want mushroom risotto oh my gosh I remember the server being like I don't really know I'm like just put it on a tab I don't care I'll I'll (laughs) it doesn't matter everyone was so drunk I was just shoving it down my throat oh and then the party itself after was epic I kept hearing about it the next day I was like what did I miss I know I think someone should have just made me go. Someone it no, no. I think like the day after your wedding you are just drained. Mm-hmm. Drained. Oh, I watched um what's that show called? Chef Junior and that was I was so happy to just be watching Chef oh Junior my by God. myself on the couch while everyone else was having this great time. No, don't yeah, it's fine. So we that was like the time whenever I think At that time in our lives, I was pregnant, Mm -hmm. you had just gotten married, and then you got pregnant, like, two years after. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we have just been, like, going through phases of life sort of mirrored of one another. You've always been, like, one step ahead. Always. Like, you got married about a year before, you had your first baby about a year before, and then I had Kip, and then you had Brady, and then I had Vivian, and I think now we're both done. (laughs) I think and, and now we're podcasting it. And now we're podcasting. Of the car while our kids are napping slash at Costco. I with like this phase. I this know. This is a nice phase. I know. It we need really to have is. snacks though next time. So we should do a food review every time. So tell me something <gasps> that's a great new, idea. like a new recipe or something. Ooh, okay. Um, something that's easy. I had a mom aw. text me today and say, I am stuck at home with three kids and my husband and my husband has COVID. So she's three boys. Mm. So there's four boys in her house, including her Dang. husband. She's like, what can I make Dang. fast? I feel like my go-to, I say this all the time, but chicken squares. You do make really good chicken squares. And I'll tell you what, I had never heard of a chicken square until I met you. I think my mom named them that. Oh, and they're that's not so even sweet. really square. They're round, but it's just canned chicken or you can boil it if you want to be, but there is organic canned chicken. Sure. Yeah. So canned chicken, cream cheese, yeah. milk, chopped up onion, salt and pepper. Oh, and you just that cream sounds it up, so comforting. Stick it inside of a crescent roll. <laughs> like a like a you dough. Do? Yes. I remember you making those for me the last time I was at your house. Oh my gosh, and they bake into like goodness. And they smell so good. They smell like the whole so house good. smells like mom. You know what I mean? Yes. It's just like it smells like um like comfort. Um, comfort, yeah. They're and they're so delicious. I mean, just that. I'm going to text her back and say, Alex, Alex, if you're listening, just make chicken squares every day. <laughs> can you freeze them, do you think? Yes. Oh, even better. You can make them ahead of time and half. you can half bake them and freeze them. Uh-huh. Or you can just make them up and put them in your fridge and pop them out because they only take like 10 minutes to cook. Yeah. And they only take five minutes to eat and then they're all gone because <laughs> they like, they're that addictive. They, I, they're like my dinner donut, you oh, know? Whoa. You know, like a donut, dinner donut? Like, Wait melts in your mouth. Yeah. Dinner 
donut. How is that not a thing yet? Dinner donut. That just sounds Maybe delightful. I think the chicken square, I mean, chicken squares, that's a great name too, but dinner donut sounds pretty appetizing. We can call them dinner donuts. Dinner donuts, babe. I like it. Yum. All right. So my easy recipe would probably just be, it's chicken as well, but it's a roast chicken. I just made it two to two or three days ago. It's so easy. Listen, Carrie, have you ever made roast chicken before? Yes. Yeah. Isn't it just like but the not- biggest cheat in life? Like it comes out of the oven and it looks like you're like barefoot Contessa. And it's like it took no effort whatsoever. I haven't done it the way you did it, though. How do you do it? full garlic. I liked how you did a full. Yes. And then you squeezed it it's out. Like it, because it's even easier. It's the laziest meal you can make with the biggest result. Like so I love low do- effort, big result. Yeah. <laughs> Do the, what is it? Do the most, no wait, do, do the least the, while doing the most, but like, no, it's do the most, well, I don't know what that is. I'm so bad the most at saying. while doing the least? Sure. <laughs> I don't know. I'll never forget you telling me Kip's weight or a baby's weight, but oh, you got gosh. it mixed up with of the link. Of course, like, this sounds like me. And you were like, like it was, tw- and who was it? I don't, maybe it was your own baby. And you were like, 23 pounds. And I was like, what? <laughs> and Chad's like, Brooke, that. That sounds like, like what I would say. And I'd be like, with conviction, like, sure. I'd be like, dude, 23-pound baby just came out of me. And you're like, I was like, what? what? Did you birth a pumpkin? Yeah, literally. <laughs> okay, so tell us, you throw yeah, yeah. the chicken okay, in. Okay, so super simple. You get a chicken. The key, though, is you have to let the chicken sit at room temperature for like 45 minutes before you cook it. All meat, right? All That's meat, That's like yes. the trick, so it's not tough. Okay, so I just learned this trick within like my like 30 years on this planet. Why I had no idea. Teach- I know. Home ec, man. I feel like home ec needs to have more weight associated with it. All the things I learned in home ec, I, I do now. Right? I should have paid attention. Dude, I did not pay attention. I was the worst high school student. Uh-uh. No. Remember typing class? Like, yes. we did not need Mavis to learn Beacon. to type. No. Remember when they put the cardboard over the keys? Like, Oh, my gosh. It was just cruel. I still can't type. I mean, why do we need to? Now we just hold a button down. I just do voice to text, which honestly gets me in a boatload of trouble because it never comes out right you know what is so funny i speaking of elon musk your love he's he's your hall pass (laughs) i i heard him say that Mm -hmm. learning to type and learning multiple languages and all of that jazz is kind of not going to be as important in the future because everything is going to be I know that's a conversation for another day however I am glad I learned to type but I don't think they're teaching that in school anymore I think you're just like they're not even teaching like cursive anymore which really blows my mind they don't no yeah this was like a couple years ago it was on I'm sure like HLN my favorite morning show and they were talking about how they don't teach kids how to write cursive. Oh, my god! At least just, like, maybe just public, like, that's, like, not in the national curriculum. Is there a national curriculum? Uh, yeah. Statewide. Statewide. Statewide curriculum. Statewide curriculum. They took out how to write cursive. But I'm sure there are, like, there are guidelines. Mm-hmm. You know what? So, so we- typing will be next, probably. <sighs> we'll just be, like, use just hold the button telepathy. Down. Like, what's next? Well, so that's what he th- he thinks. So Elon thinks that there's going to be literally, this like, is a, an Elon. This, this is, is an Elon Stan podcast. <laughs> but it is so wild to think about that there will be like a chip in your brain anyway that's like wild but okay so back to i think i was this with joe rogan was this his yeah yeah i I watched i made chad watch it too because i was like what is the future yeah you know it's so wild it's exciting and 
sad all at the same time. Do you I know what I mean? I do not want to go to Mars ever. I want to stay right here oh, yeah. with Outer my space grass. Outer space is so interesting but scary. I like grass. I like trees. Mm-hmm. Unless Mars looked like Dr. Seuss Whoville, I would go. Mm. Yeah, I think it probably will. It might. I guess I it just, could. I can't. I'm all, I get like, um, what's that word when you're stuck in a small space? You know, claustrophobic. It's outer space, but it feels like it, I think it would be claustrophobic on Mars. Cause you're stuck. I mean, yeah, it takes you like two. It would take you like two and a half months to get. We home. should never go to Mars. Let's make a deal right now. <laughs> Can you? Im- okay, so I think about this. Oh, you people do. Okay. that were on the Titanic. Oh. Or 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 immigrating, mm-hmm. right? They took it took that long, oh, you yeah. know, or longer. Dude, so brave. Or what about people that were on covered wagons? Oh my gosh, there, it would take westward hoe a year, mm-hmm. or, you know, and then they would stop and like live, like have babies, or someone would pass away. I mean, the migration, like phenomena, is that is the most brave thing. Absolutely, to literally leave mm-hmm. and like live your. I mean, it's wild. Oh, I would, I can't even believe, I think you have to be so, either so curious about the world or so desperate for change. It has to be one of the two to get you to make such a huge monumental shift in what you know. Yeah. And, and then you think, I always see like random places that really aren't that pretty thinking about people that went from the East coast to the West coast Mm -hmm. and that they just maybe had to stop. Oh yeah. They were like, well, this is okay. There's like running, there's water, there's a creek and like, we can't go anymore. Mm -hmm. So like random place in the middle of nowhere it is. Yeah. This is home. Oh my man. Yeah. No, that's, that's, we're so fortunate. We don't have to worry about things like that unless we do go to Mars. I'm not going. Okay. So we talked about our favorite dishes Mm -hmm. and you know, I love Trader Joe's wine. You are the queen of Trader Joe's hauls. Like you make me want to go to Trader Joe's for like no other reason, but just to go get what you just bought. I feel it's bad. a power. You have power. No, no. <laughs> I feel bad because so many people are like, I want to go, but there isn't one. Oh, there's not one where they live. I know. Yeah. Now you're just, you're just a bully. I know. Now I'm like, so that's why I do the Trader Joe's giveaways. I'm oh, like, that's let sweet. me pick some stuff. Do they ship, you think? Is there like an online Trader Joe's? Well, you can get it on Amazon, but it's like oh. people It's like people like you and I that will go uh-huh. to the store and buy it, and then they sell it for like three times There's as much for desperation. Market. Yeah. It's, yeah. Mm. My poor mom bought something off there because she didn't want to go during COVID, oh. and she went in my neighbor's house, my sweet neighbor. She was cat sitting for her or something, I don't know, and she found this like cleaner, and it smelled so good. And she's like, I love this cleaner. I got it I got it off Amazon it was eleven ninety nine, and literally they sell it it's like scented water and they sell it at Trader Joe's for like two ninety nine. I'm oh, like mom poppy. like you got ripped she's like it was worth it it I made her happy go. it made her happy yeah. she was like it was like in the middle of like the scary COVIDness. ness oh. oh I love it and I've used it so okay I I saw Brooke making butter and I was like wait a second I have this contraption that yeah. also makes butter. So tell, you make it in the mixer, which probably makes it better. So that was, yeah, so you can make it in, it's actually the easiest thing to make. It really is. It's just heavy cream, salt, and a, um, I use like a counter, oh my gosh, I'm blanking on the words, guys. It's because I didn't sleep last night. KitchenAid. KitchenAid. Yeah. And uh, you just let it go for a while and it turns into whipped cream pretty much first. And if you pass that level, then it turns into butter. It almost looks like curds, honestly. Yeah. And then the water separates and then you're just, I mean, it's so bizarre. You're just eating the straight up fat, fat 
I mean, it really when the you cream. do it, when you when you do the process, you're yeah, like, you this see. is what butter is. Yeah. You know? Oh, okay. Yes, I used so I used to make it with my grandma. She had like oh, a churn. That's so sweet. And I found that shaker on Amazon. It was yeah. like eleven dollars. But to me, it's like the most unnecessary, necessary thing mm-hmm. because if you are not a cook, yeah. if you just throw chicken in the pan with homemade butter oh. or anything, I mean, it just gives yes. this like nutty earthy flavor to your food mm-hmm. that you just cannot replicate even mm. like we'll buy like french butter or what it's never as good oh yeah i'm really like really into butter right now and i mean this little contraption is just pour your cup of heavy cream in let it sit on the counter for six to eight hours so that it cultures mm-hmm. so you don't have to put like any bacteria in it you're like hmm. probio- you know sometimes people add yogurt to butter mm. I mean, butter to cream whenever they're making it Oh my goodness. It's fine. Yogurt we, it goes, to cream. <laughs> real yeah. life. Real life. Our brains don't always work as fast mom-bees. as our mouths, we're, right? We're mombies. We're mombies, literally. That's where That's, we came up with this. Yeah. We're just trying to get through the day, folks. So we're just talking about some talking stuff about to keep you busy while yeah. you're driving. Yeah. I mean, this is, dude, we are all over the flipping place, but that's kind of how our conversations always are. So, but this podcast, for example, like how we're talking and talking about butter and all this just stuff. To me, when I am doing chores around the house, I love listening to people just talk and talk yeah. about nothing. Because I feel like I'm there. I'm like, oh, I'm with girlfriends. And I'm just unloading the dishwasher. That's and it feels beauty. so good to have, like, I think it's just our need for um, the tribe. Like, the tribe that doesn't exist anymore, you know? And just, like, having people around when you do the mundane stuff. Oh, yeah. So it's nice to have those voices just in like your ear. like, background noise. But yeah. I feel like... The world is so stimulating now mm-hmm. that where maybe we used to turn on a show, mm. if you just turn on a podcast, you can walk around. You don't have to worry about yeah. looking. You don't have to see the visuals. Like, you're just listening. And I just like someone in my ear. TV is great, but I kind of like, I almost wish I could connect headphones to a TV so I could um, hear what everyone's saying better. Okay, so we talked about doing an organized podcast. We mm. talked about saying, okay, we're going to talk about our favorite things, something that happened this week, food, recipe, that sort of thing. Yeah. But then as I'm talking to you now, I'm like, I don't know. This seems more like what I would want to hear. Just like friends. Just talking. I'm chatting. Ta- yes. I, well, I think here's the deal. I think you're either like type A or type B. I think you and I are both type A. And I don't mean that in like the organized sense. I just mean like as a general thing, like we like to hear people just chit chat. Like, I know people who cannot stand this kind of podcast. My sister, for example, she's like, I don't want people to just talk to talk. I want to, like, hear a subject discussed. And I'm like, eh, that's nice and all. But I kind of want to just hear people talk about what's on their minds. Like, It's like the least committal thing. It's like being at a party and talking, but you don't have to talk. Yeah. Oh, that's so true. To just be in the the audience almost. Like a fly on the wall with, like, two girl sitting in the car like you and I we literally are sitting in my car in literally in my driveway like I told you (laughs) my favorite hiding spot is my car it's like where I feel secure it's my stuff my kids aren't screaming no one even if they are in the car they're strapped down true maybe screaming but at least they're strapped down they're strapped down they can't like run away I don't have to like really watch them I can just turn my brain off everyone's safe it's like being back in the womb it is the We're cl- all in the womb. It is the closest thing to being in the womb. <laughs> Especially this car. This is also a sales pitch for Tesla. I am falling in love with this car. 
it just it's feels so like cozy. It does. Yeah, we need some chicken squares. And then in this car and we'll be so happy. Dinner donuts. Dinner donuts. That's right. Dinner donuts. So we said we were going to talk about food, wine. Yeah. Okay. What's your favorite purchase? Um, My favorite like random purchase or food purchase? Um, Random purchase in the last random purchase? Like, month. Oh, okay. Um, That you liked? That I liked. There are so many things. Okay, from Amazon. But I get really... Oh, from Amazon? Oh, boy. Um, Here's my thing about Amazon. I feel like I need to like go to my own Amazon therapy. Because I buy so much stuff that I think I need in the moment, and then it gets here, and I put it in a closet and never look at it twice. You have an Amazon closet. Well, I mean, just my house is like just drawers of just junk that did not need to be bought. You know what I mean? Do you have that problem, too? And I'm like, why did I buy this? Okay, no, no, I have a good one. This is so random, but this is an Amazon purchase. Do you have cork boards at home? Like, do you, like, pin (laughs) things to a cork board? No. Okay. Well, we do. It came with our house. I love it. It's two walls of cork in my office. And I put everything up there. I put my kids' photos up there. I put, like, their school schedules up there. And it's nice. I can sit down. I can, like, kind of just have a glance as to what, you know, I need to know or whatever. But I really couldn't stand that if I wanted to put pictures on, I had to put a pin through a picture and put a hole in the picture. Hmm. So Amazon has these, like, there are little clothespins, baby clothespins with a but they're attached to a pin. So you pin the clothespin to the cork board and it just clips the picture. Genius. Right? Okay, I know. That's the most random like no, thing. But, genius. but it's so nice. And I have no holes in my pictures. Thank you. Yes. Thank you, whoever invented that. Yeah. That is like just super glue a clothespin to a push pin and you've solved someone's problem. I mean, yeah, someone could just DIY that. Someone could definitely DIY that. Exactly. That's what I mean. Amazon just is a bunch of unnecessary purchases. Uh, but totally necessary. Totally necessary. I had Amazon come to my house last night at 1230 at night. Oh. They I know. Did the, I, yeah, that happened to me once too. They, I was like, this is scary. Like, it's scary. <laughs> you, you know what here? I bought? I bought a, you know, I love my little prop mic I got. It's pink. Oh, it's cute. Yes. Okay, but it's not functional. You what? have to plug it in. It has like a, you know, like a jack. It won't plug into your cell phone and I wanted oh, good need a sound. cell phone so I yes. need like a lapel mic that goes to my cell phone like a like a bluetooth mic does that yeah. exist uh I don't know maybe. maybe maybe these are that we're talking on yeah uh, I'm gonna take a photo of what's going on in this car I think oh, Joe Rogan sure. would be impressed Joe Rogan sure. our boy Elon we're talking about yeah yeah Bezos we're just kidding <laughs> Oprah uh, Oprah yeah, you know we're, we're female just, like, leaders starting. in there Goodness we're just kind of like you know We'll shoot for the stars. Shoot for the stars, land on the moon. Isn't that what they say? Yeah. What else are we going to say before we go? Um, we're going to try and keep these like fairly well, short. It's a lot of content to work with. Yeah. No. What else do we have to say? Um, okay. We did our favorite products. I, mean, I would love to even talk one day about like what we're watching. Well, we were going to talk about vulnerability. Oh, that's right. I mean, we still can. We can okay, cut out fifty percent of what we just chit chatted about okay, if we chat, wanted to. Us down. We could have yeah. like a forty-five minute or the first time. Yeah, exactly. And we don't have to include every blessed word that we say. No. Okay. So this past week, mm-hmm. I was driving. And I think about this concept a lot. But for whatever reason, I was like, I need to say this. And usually whenever I feel that, I'm like, someone probably wants to hear this. One person. That's my thing. Like, just throw it out. Someone will want to hear it. If they don't, they don't have to. But the concept of being vulnerable right we all like our friends that are vulnerable we don't 
really jive with people in general that are like, I've got this all figured out. Like, I know the answer or nothing affects me. Right? Yeah, no, no one wants to be friends with that person. The know-it-all? Uh-uh. No. No, listen, we are all just doing our best. Yeah. We are all just taking a couple shots and hoping they work. Always. Always. But you also, so you, there's like a fine line between, and then they share a lot of the same characteristics between being vulnerable and being a victim, but there's like a very small difference. And sometimes I think when we're having a bad day, we slip into that victim mentality, which is fine. Mm -hmm. But when you're victim day after day after day after day, your friends will begin to say, I can't handle that because everyone's bandwidth is only so wide. Oh, yeah. Oh, we all, we're very busy. And unfortunately, I hate to say this, but I think that the, when you feel like you're a victim, not only are you putting yourself in this cycle of victimhood, but it's contagious. It is contagious. It can also spread to your friends. um, And that's not a good place to put anybody, including yourself or others that you love. So what is the alternative to that? So I, I think... I lived in, no, I know, I lived in the victim mentality for a long time. Yeah, I did too. I think that we probably all have. Of course. And It's a very that, comforting place to be because it requires zero responsibility. Yeah, you don't have to, yeah, it's like a place of denial. Yeah. So I. And it's someone else's fault always. It if you is. live in that space, which, which gives you a pass. It's like. It's not my fault. It's not my fault. I did nothing wrong. Like, let's do a good example of what, like, a victim mentality would be. Like, what's so, not th- from your own life or totally made up? It doesn't matter. So, we, well, the simplest things. We'll just say, like, you know, someone at work threw you under the bus. Mm-hmm. Or your kid, quote, made you have a bad day, right? Like, they woke you up early. Same concept, Ooh, right? Yeah, go ahead. What's yours? I was just going to say how you even phrased it. Your kid made you have a bad day. Exactly. Because that's the mindset, right? Or your boss threw you under the bus. Or your coworker, you've been working on building a portfolio and then they took credit for it. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. So one is, say, for a mom. One is for maybe a female who doesn't have kids, right? We'll just go with both females here. To me, it's the same mentality of someone else made you have a bad day. It's the victim mentality. Mm-hmm. They're both out of your control. And really the only thing you can control is you. Yes. So in that moment you say, no, I'm in control of this. And this is why I say the way to change your mindset is starting with the list in the morning, your intentions and your gratitude. I love that. Because it's grounding and you realize who you are. So in that moment of your friend throwing you under the bus at work or your boss taking credit for something you did, instead of being the victim, it's to be vulnerable and express how you feel, but also not give it the power. Absolutely. It reminds me of something. And I love that this is what like inspired you to want to talk about just real feelings, because this is one of the things I learned from, um, I learned from my husband. I got to give him credit because it's very similar to what you're talking about. So, and I hate, I wish he could, he should tell this story, but for example, he, my husband, for those who don't know, he works in racing. He used to do some, you know, important work, um, for the 48 team. He was a crew chief. And when things would go wrong, people would often come and say like, Hey, that was really bad luck you guys had. And every single time he would say, no, it wasn't. That was my fault. I'm talking like a car losing a wheel, or I'm talking like they get wrecked. Right. I can't believe we're talking about NASCAR, but it just relates so deeply to this. 
And I even would, I'd even say, babe, that was an unlucky day. I'm so sorry you had such bad luck. And he would literally be like, that was entirely my fault. And I said, no, it wasn't. You were, you were in the middle of the pack, quote unquote, and your car was hit. And that's how you were taken out of the race. But his mentality was the reason we're in that pack is because I did something wrong. Oh, wow. So he goes back. Yes. It's the ultimate responsibility taking because you're saying it's not, it's no one else's fault other than my own because I failed to do something in that chain of events. So if you take that mindset and you put it toward things that are going wrong in your life and you say that literally was my fault. Okay. The reason my coworker stole my idea. Yeah. Maybe that coworker is a jerk, but it's kind of your fault too. Like maybe you should have presented it earlier been bold, taken that risk, protected your ideas better. Your Mm. kid had a long night. You know what? I hate to say it, but like you are a mom. I shouldn't say it's your fault in that case because that's, that's like a tender subject and not tender, tender subject, but you know, it's, it's motherhood in general, period. Like I chose to have kids. There will be long nights. That does not make me a victim. It just, it means that I need to take responsibility and go to bed earlier, you know? Right. Right. To take like, it back. Like take to it go. back. These are the ways you can control that victimhood. And if you don't get, if you can't get behind it to like gain that bravery, right? To say, well, no, I probably shouldn't have shared, right? That's a lesson to say. I shouldn't have it's shared that portfolio with so-and-so or, you know, I should have gone to bed earlier. Oh, yeah. If you can't quite get there, I think if you can just say, I... I'm doing the best I can mm-hmm. and be vulnerable and know that things are out of your control. They are. See, this is where I think that things aren't always out of your control. I think oh, everything so is in your control. And that I think being vulnerable is saying I feel crummy about it. Like that's true. You know, like I feel really, I don't feel good today. Period. End of sentence. It's, it's no one else's fault. Right. Mm-hmm. It's my, it's, and f- I think once you can own that, you have a lot of power back because if it's your own doing, you can change the situation. You can still be sad and bummed out and not having a great day. That's that's the being, I think, vulnerable part. Oh, yeah. But and it's a it's a it's a process, I think. Yeah. To to switch out of that. Right. Like absolutely. I can tell you I was such a victim for so long. Everything was always someone else's fault. And I still have days where I think I feel like I'm a victim and then I have to like like shake myself and get out of it I think I think that throughout the day everybody does and you and it's like a constant thing where you have to practice saying I'm going to choose to be vulnerable and not Mm -hmm. a victim being vulnerable showing showing that something hurt you expressing things living truthfully exposing how you feel and not just being like tough like I think you and I talked about this to me Erica Girardi is like the least vulnerable person. Oh, yeah. And that is why I've never <laughs> liked her. I I did not like, and if anyone doesn't know what we're talking about, I'm talking and about- I barely know what we're talking about. I am like housewives light here. I'm trying to catch up because I know we're going to talk about him a lot. Well, it's hard to get to know someone that's not vulnerable. Yeah. But you don't want someone that is just a downer. And to no. me, that's a victim. And it, and, and, and you have to, I think, stick with your friends that are like that, but to empower them to say, mm-hmm. no. Yeah. Come on. Do you have people in your life that you have feel, felt like you've seen them 
in that place and you've been able to help them get out of it? Yeah, a lot. And a lot of my patients, a, a lot, lot of, patients. of my patients over the years. Okay. So I'm a nurse practitioner mm-hmm. and um, I think just it comes with the territory, right? I think that it's a beautiful thing whenever people can really break down and tell you. And truthfully, a lot of those people, uh, a lot of those patients are were men. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. You know, something else, I, this reminds me of, um, I had, a, I have a life coach and she's great. And I recommend anybody who can have a life coach, get one. I'm not talking just like an Instagram life coach who has no training, like a professional. Mm-hmm. And one of the first questions that she asked me when we met was, what's your relationship with the universe? Right. She's like, and that was kind of an open-ended question. And I really didn't know how to answer it. And what she came back to me with was kind of, do you feel like the universe is a good place or a hard place? Like is life good to you or is life hard? Mm, And that, that is what that is. That is like a paradigm shift. If you can go from saying life is really hard all the time to generally speaking, the universe tries to look out for me. And good things come my way. That That is the shift. I think, and to me, the universe being hard mm-hmm. is the victim. Mentality. Exactly. That's what I'm, yeah. I'm not very good at, like, explaining my thoughts sometimes, but that's no, exactly what I'm you thinking. you tied that yeah. together. And the universe is light, and generally things are going to be okay, is vulnerable. Because yeah. you're not, like, a, you're not blindly optimistic. Mm-hmm. To me, that's, like, a realist. And that is Mm -hmm. what I identify with. I'm a realist. I'm, you know, if I know that you have, and this probably goes back to my medical training. If you have, you know, a diagnosis, I'm not going to tell you, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I'm not, I'm going to empower you, but I'm not going to, for lack of a better word, lie to you. Right. So I'm a realist. Yeah. But, but to me, I appreciate that in other people because you know where you stand. Mm -hmm. You, you never have to guess like if they're, you know, so to me, that's where that is. That's a really hard thing for me to do. To be a realist. To be, well, because I have a, and I wonder what our listeners would feel, what what they would say, but I tend to not want to hurt people. And I'm not saying that being a realist hurts people, but I feel like, um, it's so much easier to be gentle and sometimes the truth is hard. So to me, I always find a way to like sugarcoat it or like put like bubble wrap around it. And And you're, but that's, but no, No, I I see, I disagree. I think that what you do is better because someone like you, I can go to, and I know that you're going to tell me exactly how you're feeling, why you're feeling that way. And I don't ever feel hurt by it. So, you know what I mean? I think that it's a much healthier way to be a realist and to be truthful. I try not to be rude. No, you're not rude, but you're not, not even in the slightest, but you're just honest. It's like, I, well, I wanted to come over today, but guess what? I'm having a day. My kids are like yelling and screaming. I need to like reschedule, you know, I, instead of just showing up and being miserable and being angry and not having a great experience. Yeah. We, and Chris and I, my husband and I talk about this. So whenever you say, yes to something you say no to something else Ooh, i've never heard that before tell I me tell more. him this all the time every time I, this is just my theory i don't know but to me it's the yes theory is what i call it okay let's hear it when you say yes to anything 
you're saying no to something else 100% of the time. Wow. So like if you if you asked me to come over and I said yes, I'm saying no to any go, uh, sitting on my couch. I'm right. saying no to which sometimes you need to do doing my laundry. <laughs> I'm saying no to yeah. going to the grocery store. Sometimes it's way bigger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that, and it's so true. We only have so much time in a day. I know you've got to pick what feels right. So today we said yes to, to said doing yes. this mm-hmm. and we said no to not being with our kids for like, what, an hour? I'm happy about that. But we're happy. I love my kids. You got to have a break too. So sometimes the no is a good thing. Absolutely. But sometimes the no is unhealthy. You're saying yes to doing 500 things at your kid's school. You're saying no to you having a glass of wine sitting on your back porch mm-hmm. with your husband. So it's not always, who. it's not always good. Yeah. Well, you just have to do what feels right. And sometimes right is a hard decision. Um, But you'll know, you'll know your body tells you when you're making the right call. Yeah. So I think listening to that and Mm -hmm. knowing the beauty of saying no is powerful. It is. And it helps you. I love to say no. Yes. It just, and, and we, we both have a friend and I won't say her name, but she is like the ultimate, um, tastemaker I Uh think and I remember inviting them to a kid's birthday party Mm -hmm. and it was no big deal to me I mean a kid's birthday party is a kid's birthday party and you're just inviting people that you know you know your kids love and they couldn't come but I learned something from her I I learned so much from her and she doesn't ever teach I just learned from her being Mm -hmm. and she just wrote back and said no we can't make it yeah period period oh my gosh how did that make you feel? At first, I was like, oh, no, are they, did I? Right. You're like, are they angry at me? Like, did I, I w- like insult somebody? Yeah. Why are they coming? Why is it like a period at the end of this I text? Was like, wow. Yeah. Period at the end of a text is kind of terrifying to me. Yeah. <laughs> I like no punctuation in my text messages if I can help it. And she was really, I think she, she was really sweet. She's like, I'm sorry, we can't make it. And to me, that was the most gracious thing because she was honest. Exactly. I, she could have been you know, going to Italy or she could have been sitting in the grass with her kids in her backyard. But she didn't feel the need to tell you the reason why. It's just like, that's just why I can't make it. No, I can't make it. And she didn't owe me anything. Mm -hmm. I invited her somewhere. She didn't choose to be invited. Mm -hmm. So why should she have to then get stressed about making an excuse? Mm. You can invite anybody to anything and that puts them in a vulnerable position. Mm -hmm. And they may not want to say, I just don't want to come, mm-hmm. which by the way, a lot of people don't want to go to kids' birthday parties. <laughs> so anyway, yeah. so we have lots to chat about here. We do. I hope that this wasn't too all over the place. No, well, it's our first time. Yeah. So you guys let us know um, what you think, if you want it more structured, if you like us just chit-chatting, we'll do have... You, I was going to say, do you like kind of more of like this more like cerebral kind of self-helped conversation or do you prefer us talking about like mom life and skincare because we love all of those subjects we can talk about any of those things for literal hours to me so I'm putting my two cents in there yeah this is my kind of thing because it's a convo this is if we were sitting and having wine which it's too early but i wish we could <laughs> it's a sunday we should have had mimosas this was a fail on my part <laughs> we, chad can you 
Hello. <laughs> Come down here. We need some mimosas. Um, or palomas. Those were great. Those were really good. Um, so this is like a, co- a real conversation. Yeah. And to me, unfiltered and fun and off the cuff. It's like cuff? cuff? Off the cuff. What a cute name for a podcast. Is it cusp or cuff? cuff? Oh, wait, no. Off the cuff. Off the cuff. C-U-F-F. I'm going to bet a dollar. Okay. Let's bet dollars. Maybe maybe that's what our name is, off the cuff, off not mombies. We'll what do you guys think? Maybe we could ask our our friends who are listening what they think. Are you are we mombies or are we off the cuff? Okay, they'll we'll put a poll up. I love a poll. <laughs> Give me a poll, baby. A poll. Wow. What? <laughs> 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 we don't know what category we're gonna fall into. Oh man. And this. Maybe we'll be... And we're a little bit of everything. We're smorgasbord. We'll have to make sure that we don't say any cuss words. Oh, we can't cuss? Well, I think you have to go into a different category. Well, darn. We'll have to check that. Um, Well, this was fun. This was so fun. I want to keep going, but I do think it's time for us to wrap it up. So if you're listening and you like this, let us know. Let us know what our name should be and definitely follow both of us on Instagram, Carrie B. Tucker and Miss Brooke Knauss. And we can't wait to talk to you again soon. We'll talk to you guys in maybe a week. Sounds good. We'll also take a poll on that. (laughs) Bye. Bye, guys.